You're listening to The Enterprising Expat. Stories of women who packed up their lives and moved abroad for love, a job, or a fresh start. What does it take to build a new life and business in a new country? What does it take to go from finding your feet to thriving? Find out how each woman did it. Be inspired, whether you're an expat or digital nomad, to bloom where you're planted. Hi. And welcome to episode 10 of The Enterprising Expat. Celebrate that with me for a moment. We have beaten the odds. (laughs) Did you know that most podcasters do not get beyond episode 5? Episode 5. And we're at episode 10. So I'm having a mini moment. I want to share it with you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. Just thank you for being here and and, and supporting me in this. Okay, so this is going to be a solo episode. So it's going to be quick. And since this is just a project for me to be open and honest and share with you, these are the episodes that I find the scariest. You sort of feel that, that I have to strike a balance about how much I'm going to share and how vulnerable I should be. But it's so much easier in this format, which is why I don't do video. Anyway, this is going to be a solo show. um, And I want to talk about the five things that being an expat has taught me. Maybe you have your own list. Maybe you journal. Maybe you haven't thought to actually just think about it like that and make a list for yourself, like your the goals you've reached without looking, the emotions you've managed to tame, or the ones you've allowed yourself to let out finally. So the things I think expat life has taught me, and I hope you'll see some similarities. The first thing that expat life has taught me is that I am resilient. Saying it and thinking about the past couple of years, I realize that it is so true. And it doesn't have to be huge things. It can be small things, but they all add up. I mean, think about it. You you pack up your home, you step on a plane, and you know you're going to be in a new place for a few years. And there's there's an element of fear <laughs> with that goes with that. I mean, all the Googling in the world can't prepare you for the noise at the airport or people bustling around you and speaking a language that you know that, that you don't speak or or understand um and then I'm not sure about you but do you do like a quick prayer like the first day you land in a new country and you go you're in the line to going to the immigration desk and you know that everything is technically right but you've just got that fear that there just might be something <laughs> Or am I the only one? Um, yeah. On a more personal note, I've become more resilient with my outlook. I mean, living with power cuts or when your life is powered by a generator, um, navigating, caring for my elderly parents from a different continent and learning not to beat myself up for not being there enough and I'm starting with the air quotes failing gosh failing um failing at so many things big and small if you listen to the past episodes I I tell you about how my business has gone through 
so many iterations before I created Podcast Maven. Back to the personal, finding ways to stay connected with my husband um, when we were thousands of miles apart. I mean, I was in South Africa, he was in DRC. It's just another long story, we don't need to go into it. But yeah, I'm resilient. I'm an independent person, but my husband and I like to be independent together. Let's put it that way. So just... Have a look at how far you've come and I would love it if you would send me an email and tell me how how you've become resilient and how you see that showing up in, in your everyday life. Being an expat has helped me embrace my hyphenated identity. I don't remember where I saw this phrase, but I love it. I absolutely love it. I love to tell people that I'm British with Soto DNA and meeting people who are third culture kids or people who don't speak the language of their passport country. I am also raising my hand. Um, are people who feel more at home elsewhere has, has widened my definition of, of who I am and where I'm from. And in some places, in some cases, that can be a loaded question, but I guess it's not supposed to be. And, and I know that sometimes we live in places that we can't wait to get out of, but I'm talking about when you, you move to a new country and you find that the mindset is similar to yours, that the values that that you hold are reflected back at you. And sometimes with travel, with living in different cultures, you see home differently. You see home through a wider lens. And you're not always critical, but you are more accepting of differences. It's just helped me see, I think, that home has got a wider, broader definition and that I can choose how I define myself and it doesn't really have to fit in with people's rather narrow views of it. So my hyphenated identity, uh, if, if you know who came up with that phrase, please, please tell me, please tell me. Um, every country I've lived in has, has shaped the way I look, um, has shaped the way I look at other people. Um, it's it's crushed some of my assumptions, you know, and, 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 and it's taught me how to look, um, how to look at things with, with different cultural lenses. So do you have a hyphenated identity? Can you relate? Are you a third culture kid? Does that, does that make sense to you? Okay, I'd like it if it does, but even if it doesn't, that's fine too, because um, these are my five things. Okay, moving on. <laughs> the third thing I've gained from being an expat is I'm no longer afraid to do uncomfortable things. If you need somebody to go axe throwing with, I'm your girl. Small things can be a big deal to, to, to other people. So I started challenging myself a long time ago to be comfortable going out by myself. I'm always happy in my own company at home, but it's 
different. It was just different when, you know, you go out. So now I've, I've made it a whole thing. I, I love it. I take myself out to dinner and not a fast food place. You know, if I can help it, I, I go to a nice place and I have a nice, a nice meal. And I challenge myself not to touch my phone for an hour. It'll be in my bag. I will allow myself to have a book. And, and if you're thinking of doing this, <laughs> let's do a challenge. So take a book with you. Tell me what you're reading. Um, I mean, does this idea even appeal to you? Does it make you sweat? Does the idea of just sitting alone at a beautiful table, having a fabulous meal, enjoying, you know, watching people, enjoying the music or whatever it is around you, how does that make you feel? If it makes you feel uncomfortable, there's a challenge. Um, and I mean... You've done the biggest thing. We've done the biggest thing. We've packed up our lives and moved to a different country and created a new life there. Having dinner is not a challenge. <laughs> or it's something you can do. It is something you can do. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, I the first time I did it, I took myself out to dinner here in, in Virginia. Um, you know, and the... The lady who was showing me to the table kind of looked at me a bit weird because I'm like, table for one. And she showed me to this really nice table. It was set up for two people, nice tablecloth, all the silverware, all of this kind of thing, um, right in the center of the room. And all of the booths around me were filled with couples or families. Um, just I was the only person there. In the center of the room, eating alone. For the first five minutes, it was, I, I'll admit, it was a little bit uncomfortable and I was a little bit embarrassed. I can't tell you about what, but I mean, if people looked at me for what I thought was too long, I met their eye and they looked away and eventually I, I just got on with it. I, I had a fabulous meal and I had some great wine and yeah it was it was good and and what's the big deal being uncomfortable and challenging yourself in uncomfortable situations is is like I said it, it's not a big deal so being an expat has made me comfortable with being uncomfortable but for a little while what's your uncomfortable story <laughs> So yeah, I, I think like um, all of this is just to say that expat life kind of gives you a strength and sometimes gives you the opportunity to do things that you wouldn't do at home. And if that is open to you, try it. Just just try, try it once. And, and at least you will say that you did it. You know, you're new. People don't know you. It's it's safe and it's okay. If it is not safe, don't do it. I mean, you know, it's got to be appropriate for the place that you are. But um, how comfortable are you in your own skin? Are you, are you able to let people's definitions of who you are just wash off you? I'm going to say that I have definitely grown into that over these past 10 years. And I'm still growing into that. But I can definitely say I'm successful in it. So number four, 
what I've learned from being an expat is you are not too old to start over. If you ever think that your age is a factor, I'm calling bullshit on it. Um, <laughs> you are not too old. I, I, when I started this whole expatting thing, I thought I was going to be one of these ladies who lunched and who did little things. And I'm using air quotes for the little. Um, I, I hate that expression. Um, okay, so before I go on a rant, um, I thought I was too old to start a business. I have no idea where that idea came from. Um, and it's rubbish. It's crap. <laughs> Women are starting businesses at any age. In fact, I think we need to let go of this hang up about age um, because we do not have it about men so why should women climb into this silly stereotype perhaps we need to move towards the cultural mindsets that revere age and the experience that come along with it and yeah, okay i'm going off on a tangent the whole thing about i'm too old to start over is not true you can you can start something new at any age I, i'm just wondering what i'm going to start when i'm 50 that's going to be interesting. I'll still be doing this podcast. The last thing I've learned is how to maintain friendships and how to let go of some. And the last one has been the hardest for me because as an introvert and I don't fit in many molds. I mean, I can talk to anybody, but I am I I have close friends those are things that I cultivate I am never sure how you draw the line with acquaintances so it's either we are friends or there's a gray area or we're not we're strangers so letting go of friendships or just letting go of relationships that um that no longer work or if I feel I'm pulling all the weight or you know, I'm the only one who gets in contact. And before letting go of it, it used to be an angry gesture. But now I, I understand that sometimes these friendships are temporary. Sometimes they are based on geography. Sometimes they are based on that, that, that need that you have in the country at the moment. And it leaves when you leave or it leaves when they leave. and. When the circumstances aren't the same, then you don't have the same needs. But that has been challenging for me. And this has got nothing at all to do with businesses. This is just about me and what being an expat has taught me. So I'd like to hear yours. What are your five things? How, what's your example of being resilient? Do you have a hyphenated identity? Are you shy and funny? <laughs> you know that sort of thing what uncomfortable things have you learned to do send me an email i'd love to hear it or send me a voice note if that's easier for you and the email is expatwomen at theenterprisingexpat.com and tell me your Five things that you've learned about yourself from bringing an expat. I want to thank you for listening. Please take a moment to share the show with somebody. Take a screenshot, share it on your social media and tag me. Hashtag the enterprising expat. 
Don't forget to subscribe. It's free. And I will see you in two weeks. Have a good one. Bye.